This is the World of Row podcast featuring me, your host, Row. So uh, sit down, sit back, relax, take that drive, and listen up and listen good and dial it in because we're about to start the show. And my show, we talk about everything from cultural icons to world leaders to philosophy to mentors to entertainment, anything that you can think about. Very, very different from what you're used to listening to. So I hope you enjoy the show and please take the time to rate, review and subscribe on my podcast. You can do that by going to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and let's get it going. Let's start the show. Okay, so this week's podcast, I sit down and talk with Joey from the So Wizard podcast, and we talk Star Wars, we talk movies, we talk directors, we even dive into a little bit of sports. We even talk about our past employment history. I mean, we don't work at either company anymore, so we kind of had a little fun with that. Overall, it was a great conversation. Uh, had a, had a lot of fun talk, talking with him. Uh, he has a great podcast. If you guys want to check it out, he's got three other hosts with him, and they put on a great show. Um, Follow him on Twitter, check check his stuff out, check out the website, good stuff there. Um, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and start that episode and uh, we'll catch you on the other end. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, so I'm here this week with Joey from the So Wizard Podcast. Joey, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Represent. Yeah, man, you know how it is. Pot and family, we all got to stick together, right? Ride together, die together. (laughs) (laughs) Bad boys for life. No, I saw that movie the other day, so I had to mention that. I wish I could see that movie every day, but yeah, I'm I'm, no kidding, right? I'm I'm more of a fan of bad boys than I am of uh, Transformers. Uh, Michael Bay's continuously disappointing me with that, so. That could be that that, could be um... that could be a new podcast project: ride or die. (laughs) A tribute to bad boys and every week we'll just talk about how bad boys has affected our lives in the positive way it'd be like an episode of intervention where you can be like dear bad boys you have affected my life in the following ways and and that's the show every week right with the endless shameless plugs of pepsi product and microsoft or whatever the hell you (laughs) michael bay puts in his stuff (laughs) <laughs> everyone uses surface no one uses ipads in this universe right yeah do not use ipads they're the devil apparently to microsoft anyway hey man so uh so tell me a little bit i mean i i've listened to a couple of episodes love the show i'm a big star wars geek so obviously we're going to probably dive into that a little later but you know talk a little bit about your podcast man Ah, uh, no problem well, we're so wizard podcast uh, obviously you find us on itunes find us on stitcher find us on our website so wizardpodcast.com it's four friends talking about the world and nerd. We cover movies, video games, nerdy TV shows, comic books, and any other controversies or things that pop up along the way. Um, that's the idea. Usually it involves the four of us getting off on crazy tangents, arguing, swearing at each other, and whatnot. But every week it's four friends coming together to talk about things in the world and nerd. So if you're down with those subjects, you definitely be down with our show. Yeah, man, who wouldn't want to be a nerd and talk Star Wars and all kinds of stuff like comics and everything like that? That's like the cool thing to do, right? Back in the day, people used to think that was geeky or something. I don't know. It's a golden age. It's a golden age. It is. It is, man. I mean, it totally is. Uh, So um, how long have y'all been doing the podcast now? 
Uh, we're coming up on a year and a half now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And they drop every week, I'm Correct. guessing, right? Yeah. Every week, generally on Thursday is the way we say it. Generally on Thursday. Generally, yeah. Have um, you guys you guys we, been pretty consistent with that? Yeah. We have not missed a week since we started. That's every single week. Uh, so we're on 76. Yeah. 76 straight weeks of podcasts. Nice. Nice. And was it your I idea to start generally on Thursdays okay. because sometimes life happens so right right you know i i don't want to sound ungrateful for having a podcast being on a podcast doing a podcast having any sort of listeners but no one pays us to do this so (laughs) if my wife needs something done or the kids got something going on life happens or god forbid there's a technical problem because we've had those right definitely we've had those you know sometimes might be a couple of days late, but it's always right. there. Once a week, it's always there. So we have not missed a week yet. <laughs> well, that's awesome, considering that you know you're you're it's a DIY culture for you and or for most of us anyway. And being able to consistently drop an episode for seventy six straight weeks is very, very um, amazing. Considering you know, I mean, you think about all these other podcasts; they have sponsors, they have you know networks like Podcast One or whatever, and they kind of do all. Those people do all the legwork. The, the the people who are getting paid to do it are just saying, here's my content. You do your thing. But for us, you know, we've got our family. We got to work. We got to take care of our kids. And I think for you to be able to do that is is awesome, man. Well, it, it's commitment. I mean, we love to say we're all punk rock and, and DIY culture. But at the same time, there has to be some sort of professionalism in it. Definitely. If I can't be asked to put the podcast out every week, how can I ask you to be asked to listen to it? Exactly. And, and I think that that's a big... Uh, that's a big issue with some podcast podcasters in the sense that, hey, well, we did this episode on Monday. We'll record the next episode. But, hey, let's drop it this Thursday or something. I mean, I got to do this and I got to do that. But then, you know, if you have 300 downloads or 1,000 downloads on that first episode or whatever episode, and then you have this real big key episode that you want and it, does, and it doesn't drop, that can cause an issue, right? I mean, correct. Yep. So do what um, you say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because then it can detrimentally affect your, your show and your listens and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, man. So was it your idea to start the podcast or, <laughs> Oh, the sad origin story of our podcast. That's, hey, let's hear it, man. And I well, can tell you mine. If you know, you want. I, it's just when I used to be in a band a long time ago, I used to be in a punk rock band and I played guitar and people would always say to me, Oh, why do you play guitar? And I always wished I had, this magical story of like, I was a kid and saw Eddie Van Halen on TV. <laughs> no, we, me and my friends were losers and decided we'd start a band and there was a guitar at my house. That's yeah. why I played guitar. <laughs> nice. Hey, man, it, hey, I was a big Eddie Van Halen guy. Carlos yeah. Santana. It's just like the kid that didn't have access to an instrument for whatever reason was the singer. <laughs> That's how yeah. the band started. But you know, this what we had some friends that had a podcast and uh or acquaintances whatever you want to call it and sure. uh they invited me and my co-host tom on a few times to cover when other their co-hosts couldn't be on and it was fun you know we i enjoyed it i, I always thought it was something that it almost actually does mirror kind of music for me too because when i was younger i liked i still love metal but you know listening to metal you mm-hmm. think of the people in bands as being just proficient musicians where you're just like well they'll never be able to do that you know, at the and right. listening when you listen to corporate podcasts and that you listen to Serial or NPR, Nerdist, any of that stuff, right? You, you just think, okay, those are people that make a ton of money off this. They spend twenty four hours a day, seven days a week on this project. There's no no way I can do that. 
You know, so it, to me, it was never a thing I even thought about was doing a podcast. Then I got invited on this friend's podcast. We were on a few times and it was fun, but right. you know, it wasn't my show. It's not mine. It's their show. So they have rules on their show and there's, you know, no profanity. Can't right. talk about certain subjects. You know, I had a couple awesome jokes I made that got edited out because they might have been a little offensive. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It is okay. And, you know, when the other hosts started filtering back in that they were done with whatever their vacations or whatnot, and we kind of got filtered out, me and Tom were sitting around like, man, I, I, that was fun. I wish we could do that again. And we're like, well, we could do our own show and we could swear all the time and, and talk about whatever we want. Yeah, definitely. And I said, okay, let's do it. So, you know, we gra- grabbed our friend Markellis, who's a huge nerd, and then my friend Aubrey, who's a huge nerd. And that was cool, too, because it gave us, you know, some diversity in the crew as of, yeah. I, I hate to use silly buzzwords, but it, it does make a difference, you know? It, it, no, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. It, it, do we really need any more podcasts of two fat white guys talking about Star Wars? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, we've got girl, we've got the female perspective, yeah, African-American perspective, and it, it, and we're all cool about it and bust each other's balls. So it's not like we're walking on eggshells about issues or anything. So we're all friends, so we can bust balls. But, uh, yeah, and that's just kind of where it started. We did some test runs. We recorded that will never ever show the light of day. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, figured out kind of what we were, and then we just started to, with episode one to now. It's been a growth process. You know, hopefully, people who were with us in the beginning. Well, I know they are because I see the numbers. But you know, yeah, they they've stuck with us and they've watched us grown from not really knowing what we're doing to where we are right now and where we'll go in the future. So. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's a, that's, that's really cool. So it's always been the same four people, right? No, uh, yeah. no different people in and out we, of it. We or... do psych. Cause like I said, we never missed a week. So sometimes we will cycle people in. Right. Um, as guest hosts, like, and everybody, it's a running joke on the show. Everybody gets a, a nickname. So there's the official artist of the show, the official webmaster, the official BFF. So, gotcha. so cool. yeah, we, we do cycle all those people. And if someone drops out, sometimes, though, it, it, crap happens. So if I find out 10 minutes before we record, Aubrey's son's not feeling well, she can't make it. Well, she's not going to be on this week. We'll just have fuck it. We'll do it live. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And, and and nobody's feelings are hurt if they can't get on the show. It's just like, hey, we're we're doing this. The show's got to go on kind of mentality uh, to keep it consistent. No, because. <laughs> In every artistic endeavor, when you have more than one person, somebody has to be the asshole. Right. And my job is to be the asshole. So you're kind of like the David Lee Roth of the yeah, group. Yeah, I'm, I'm the dad, basically. Yeah, all, so you're the dad. Okay, okay. I okay. have three children, and, <laughs> and, I, and I hope they don't listen to this and take it the wrong way, because that's not right, how I right, mean right. it at all. I just like some people put certain levels of effort in that, and everything's acceptable. I'm not putting anyone down on our show. Everyone, sure. Everyone contributes in their own way. And they do, and and when I've lit with the ones that I've listened to, I've seen, I've you can hear the chemistry, and everyone does their offers their two cents, and it's and it's awesome. It's consistent. It's just it flows. Thanks. It blows. Yeah, no, no, no. It flows. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say it blows. It, but I mean, but just so you know, this is not. Uh, I mean, if you want to break the fuck barrier and say a bad word, you could totally do that. Okay, right, cool. I, yeah. I, I was planning. I, I did a few times. You haven't said anything yet. So. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every there always has to be that asshole. So that's me. You know, whether it's kind of being a firm hand at people, like, well, look, you just you'll be on if we need you, and if you're not, you're not. I, I don't. It's it's not a per, it's not personal. It just is what it is. You know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have those, right. what we used to call when I used to work in retail, 
crucial conversations. Crucial conversations. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've I've worked in the retail sector before, and I know exactly what you're referring to when you say that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely the yeah. I get it. So well, that's that's cool, man. I mean, you guys work together, but I, I mean, I understand you gotta. You're so you're kind of like the the head guy, the HNIC or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, but I, I, in terms of technical stuff, that's not me at all. Right. Okay. Okay. So Tom handles all the recording, all the editing. Gotcha. I do all the social media and kind of like organize everything behind the scenes. Nice. Okay. Okay. You know, Mark and Aubrey handle movie reviews, video game reviews for the website and content collecting. So they're always trolling around Facebook and stuff looking for what we're going to talk about that week very cool and so the and so i guess uh um you develop the uh the cool looking cover art so what is it was that was that was that you no that was uh the official artist of so wizard podcast oh uh, gotcha yeah hey i mean i immediately noticed the lettering and i was like okay star wars geeks i love it i'm a big star wars geek so well, uh, well, with that being said, what were what were your thoughts? And and forgive me, I have I pro- I'm sure you've done a review of it on your podcast, and I <laughs> we certainly did. <laughs> yeah. So what did what did you uh what did you all think of Force Awakens, or particularly you? Uh, I loved it. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. it was amazing. I, I gave it like a hundred out of ten on the show. So nice. We Very recorded. Nice. Uh, we went to see it on Thursday. We recorded that night. We got back after everyone had seen it. From like two thirty to four thirty in the morning, we recorded a reaction show to it, so it was nice. it was fresh. Very cool. but yeah, I've seen it three times already, so you I know wish and I, I could see it more. It's just right. time yeah. and money. So the last time I went to see it, I took my daughter. We drove out by Boston, and uh, we're up in Massachusetts, so I drove okay. up by okay. Boston, and we saw it in three D, four K, laser IMAX. Holy crap! What the hell was that like? Amazing. I yeah. know, like, I knew it was like a special theater, but you know they sh- they play a video before the movie that explains to you about it. And there's only eight of those theaters in the whole world, so okay. it's freaking amazing and loud, and the seat rumbles and ugh, fucking Man. cold, dude. Yeah, heck yeah. See, I saw I've seen it once, and I was amazed with it. And I saw it in 3D, and I saw it at my local Alamo Draft House. Yeah, we don't Santa. have any of those close to us. So. Yeah, yeah. So see, those are like the like the theaters to go to here in San Antonio. I mean, although there is an IMAX theater, and I mean, it's just too far for me to drive out there. But my whole thing was like, oh, I could drink beer and I can eat while I'm watching Star watching movies. That's cool. So I went and saw it in 3D, and I I don't, I'm not a big fan of 3D personally, just because I don't like to wear the glasses. But wearing them and watching the movie was a great experience for me, and I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it lived up to the hype. I mean, I'm glad that they're reintroducing Star Wars and they're continuing on with the story for all of us who have followed it from the beginning or dived in later. Because, I mean, obviously, I it came out after I was born. Um, well, I think Return of the Jedi came out when I was like two or something. So, but I mean, obviously, I mean, I know what it is, everything like that. Um, I'm just, I'm excited and I can't wait for the next two, man. So, uh, I'm, I wish I've seen it more than once, you know. Oh, I'm sure I'll, we'll see it enough on Blu-ray, but oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I it's I just thought it was fantastic. I know a lot of people were uh, kind of down on it being almost like a ghost of a New Hope. Yeah, but I mean that works so much. I for example, I took my daughter and I went. And saw, my daughter's a huge nerd, so we went and saw it the Thursday before the Friday it came out. 
cool. The, the next day I picked my son up from the bus and we went right to the movies. <laughs> and he's never seen a Star Wars movie before. Wow, okay. That was his first one ever. And, and did he, he like loved it? it. Had oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely no issue picking up the story and following it. And part of that was because it was a very nice, easy ghost of a new hope for a whole new generation of kids and other people that maybe weren't into Star Wars like we are. I mean, I can talk you want to talk? I'll just recite the Star Wars encyclopedia from the role playing game for you for the next hour and you can record me doing that. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. not everybody <laughs> can do that. So you know. and yeah, it doesn't yeah. really count anymore because it's considered legends, but okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's not get too nerdy, right? Or no, no, no. You're nerdy. cool. You're cool. This isn't, nerdy. Sports, this isn't your sports show, so we can get as nerdy. No, no, as no. We, we can we can get nerdy, we can talk tech. We, we, can, we can talk sports talk. too. I, okay, man. So uh so yeah, are you you ready? Are you too bad we have to wait another well it's not three years, it's only what a year and a half for the next Star Wars to come out. So then Well we get uh Rogue One this Christmas. Oh that's right, that's right. And that's like the, the Han Solo story, correct? Uh, that's the story of the people that stole the plans for the first Death Star. Oh, okay, okay. And it's supposed okay, to be more like a war movie without uh Jedi and stuff in it, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean I look at this, I'm not living up to my Star Wars nerdism of and not knowing the actual stories of all of it. I, I was just kind of like, I went like cold turkey, especially because this was the first Star Wars in the social media era. So I avoided anything Star Wars until I actually saw the movie. And then, because I didn't want to get any spoiler alerts. I mean, I with Revenge of the Sith, a friend of mine printed out like a 20 page or 10 page spoiler alert for episode three. And I was just like, oh man, I don't want to do that this time around. So yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I tried to stay as far away from spoilers for this as possible. I pretty much watched the three trailers they released and right. about like five million reaction videos on YouTube to them. And that was about it. Uh, I stayed the okay, hell away okay. from websites and speculation, any of that stuff. But I did read a whole bunch of spoilers like a few years ago and it was like ideas that people had that, that swore they were spoilers. And I just felt I had to read them and see what the hell they were saying. They all turned out to be false. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so were you, were you really into like the expanded universe stuff? Oh God, or... Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah a good, uh, one of my best friends was really into it. And once episode three finished or when it came out, I was just like, well, what happens in, in the expanded universe? Well, According to some of these books, uh, Han and Leia have kids, and one of them's a boy, one of them's a girl, and I think one of them was even named Anakin. I mean, I don't know how accurate that yeah, was. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, the, some of the the books range from terrible to awful to okay. <laughs> and I mean, some people like vehemently defend expanded universe to the death, where they like wanted to boycott episode seven which was never going to happen there's no right i mean if, if yeah. you're the type of person who's ready to fight to die on that hill of like a dark saber novel like you're not going to be able to not go see star wars in the movie right yeah like that's a very empty threat it's like when my kids say they're going to move, move out like okay <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i'll be here when you come back inside you know but uh they, they, it's very in quality there's some that are awesome and i mean yeah. Timothy Zahn's original three Air of the Empire novels were good. They're completely invalidated by the new movie now. But, you know, there's the X-Wing Squadron novels. I mean, there's some good stuff. Some of the comics were good. The new Marvel comics are fantastic. Yes. Um, but 
you know, nothing that was is worth that kind of trouble. I mean, it is what it is. It's just more stories to read about Star Wars, and if they happen, they happen. If they didn't, they didn't. Right, exactly. I mean, it was it was kind of like, well, I mean, if we get to see them in our lifetime, great. If we don't, I mean, we probably won't. I mean, that was my whole mental mentality of it. And then, you know, a few years ago when Disney bought them out, I was like, uh oh, they're gonna relaunch Star Wars. And then, oh, Mark Hamill's gonna be training with. He's got on a like a trainer and he's taking on a dietitian or whatever. I was like, oh crap, okay, so it's actually coming. Very cool, very cool. So, yeah, the little nerd in me got excited about that, but then of course we haven't been too disappointed because in that time frame, Marvel's kind of turned into this gigantic phenomenon, thanks in large part to Disney. So, uh, especially that, with the that's movies, something that I always try to talk about with my daughter, and she doesn't appreciate it. And I mean, this even goes for sports, even though neither of my kids are huge into sports. Um, yeah. You know, being from this area, yeah. That's like a, that's almost like a, you wake up when you, I mean, you come into this world and you're a, a big fan of sports. Like I, I would assume we've in the had East Coast. nine championships in the last 16 years. I mean, nice. Can you, it, it sometimes it, to me as someone that's lived in this area for a long time and has been a fan of all these teams for a long time, it feels like I'm living in the matrix, <laughs> like somewhere a, a computer is powering themselves through my body heat and giving me like the perfect <laughs> world to live in it doesn't seem yeah. real sometimes so it's crazy but you know my kids have never known anything except the boston teams being a city of champions my kids have never known anything other than oh there's it's just normal that there's a 20 movie interconnected marvel universe that's going to culminate in the fucking <laughs> infinity gauntlet no kidding like, yeah I, I, with tv shows interconnected tv shows like are you fucking kidding me like, do yeah. you remember watching like Mutant X and it was like the worst shit ever, but you're like, it's a live action show. It's somebody with superpowers on it. I better watch yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and, and I, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I know were big. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, they were big Power Rangers fans. And I ultimately despise Power Rangers. And they're like, oh my God, it's what? such the greatest thing ever. I couldn't get into it, man. I tried. I tried. I just could not get into it. My friends and I are, were always, even before we were obsessed with Mystery Science Theater, we were always huge, like, bad movie fans. Like, you know, we'd spend hours at the video store picking out the worst movies we could find to watch and laugh at. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, for, I'm for bad movies. So I mean, the first I, season I have, of Power Rangers, yeah. to me, is, like, perfection because they took that old-ass 70s footage and cut it up and filmed the cheapest-ass live-action American footage they could get. <laughs> Like, what can we work? Like, they were at, a, like, I just imagine them meeting at the studio or like a fucking abandoned storefront wherever they were running out of and being like, all right, well, we can use the park for like 45 minutes today. Let's go film. <laughs> like, like that, that, those first like season and a half before it got real popular and they were just super low budget. Classic. Love it. Power Rangers. Amazing. Once they got into formula and, and more and more and more and more like turbo and wild force and, in space and time force there was that ridiculous episode where they met the ninja turtles but it, yeah it kind of lost its luster when it came back as samurai a few years ago i, I got yeah, kind of swept up in weird. the hype because they were using the old theme song and and it was free from disney and i mean it was all right it was definitely had more flavor like the old one but it's never it, it'll never be the same it's too much of a a machine now to get back to that awesomeness that was that first like year and a half of power rangers but i digress <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, 
it, it's it just wasn't for me. I mean, a lot of people enjoy it. I mean, I just couldn't get into it, man. I I tried, just wasn't for me. But it, I mean, but I, I'm a big fan of shitty movies. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, one of my closest friends was here at my house, and I had a copy. I don't know if you know this movie or not, but it's called Airborne with Jack Black. It came out like in 1992. It's about rollerblading. Does that, Ooh, that ring sounds bells? horrendous? Dude, it, it is awful, but I actually love the movie. It was like one of Jack Black's first movies. I think he did it after he did Demolition Man or vice versa, because he has a very, very tiny part in Demolition Man, which I do love, by the way. I <laughs> I know a lot of people hate that movie, but I love it. But uh, he was just like, oh, man, you got this movie? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, man, that's cool. So <laughs> I can appreciate a horrible movie. Uh, I was talking to another good friend of mine, and I'm, I'm a big fan of John Carpenter, and I actually have one of his worst movies on my DVR. I actually have two movies on, on my DVR right now. One of them is They Live, obviously a great movie, but then I've got uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man on my oh. DVR. <laughs> oh. That's the... Uh... That's the post I've made a bunch of money. I'm going to hang out and smoke weed and fulfill contractual obligations, John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to work with Chevy Chase, who's considered to be the biggest jerk in Hollywood. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, John Carpenter. I, I always I have a, a theory of movies. Okay. So if you are a director or an actor or whatever, and you make at least three movies that I fucking love, I'll give you a pass on anything. Right. So, I mean, if John Carpenter wants to make a Ghosts of Mars, like, saga, it's fine. <laughs> James Cameron wants to spend the rest of his life making shitty Avatar movies. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on him. I could always go pick up The Thing or any of his other awesome movies off my DVDs and, and watch those instead. I will yeah, say I just nice. Googled this Airborne movie, and the poster says, man wasn't meant to fly. Kids were. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hey, man. Jack Black I... is nowhere on this. This is totally, no. this is totally one no. of those DVDs where like he had a bit part, and then he becomes popular, so they reissue it with giant pictures of him all over the box. Right, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely thinking it's going to be one of those movies. See, I found one day I was like in junior high and they're showing this movie on HBO, right? And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Let me watch it. Oh, I don't like to rollerblade, but they're doing some pretty cool tricks. Okay, let me watch this. Oh, I like this movie. It's so cool. You know, it's got this one good song. And ever since then, I've been hooked on it. And then I saw it was on Netflix instead to watch a few years ago. And I was just like, oh, my God, I got to have Holy it. Holy shit. Well, there is a DVD box on Google where the cover says it has a review of somebody in parentheses. Yeah. It says the French connection of rollerblade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't blame Cisco and Ebert for trashing it. I'm sure they did. They tried their best. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah, so I, I appreciate the the horrible movies, but I, I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like the way I f you said the John Carpenter three good movies and then you can do one bad movie. I guess it's kind of like the way I feel about Samuel Jackson or him in, in a movie. So it's like somebody said, or I said, I think it was, where he, he did, for every good movie he does, he does five crappy ones after that. So he did Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and I know a lot of people didn't, weren't too fond of it i loved it i loved the, him fighting in it because you never see mace windu fight and he comes back and he does like snakes on a plane black snake moan uh whatever other horrible movie is oh i'm gonna do a tarantino movie i'm gonna do a smart a minor minor spot in it okay then i'm gonna do like three or four terrible more movies but he can get away with it because he's some well, he has that aura of being awesome no matter what and yeah he can do 
he can spend like six months doing the hateful eight because he also spent the rest of the year making 15 shitty movies that he got paid for. <laughs> right. It's almost like, uh, like a Nicolas Cage theory. Only Samuel L. Jackson is really good. And Nicolas Cage is kind of, eh. and for some reason know. that doesn't affect him as a star. Like I don't, right. It definitely does whatsoever that I know yeah. that if you go to Redbox, there's going to be at least eight spaces taken up with, Samuel L. Jackson in some sort of movie you've you didn't even know existed before, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, and you know, um, I used to work. I worked at a at a video game retailer. You know, I worked at GameStop. A major a while video back. game retailer. I also worked at a major video game retailer. No, no kidding. And you know what? Aubrey on our podcast is a current employee of this major video game retailer. Really? Yes, it's a very small world. So yeah. So were you on the boutique side or were you on the other side? Uh, I started with EB Games. Okay, okay. And then we merged uh, companies. Nice, okay. I mean, well, not nice. It wasn't nice because if you think about it, there's two companies, right? And they're both exactly the same. But one treats its employees better and pays more and one doesn't and they merge together and the one that sucks takes over. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. So anyway, I digress, but oh, we could, we I, could record a whole podcast. Bash oh, <laughs> we could, we could totally do that. We could totally, we, we totally would. I won't just because I still got some pe- friends that work there, but it, nah, you know what? We could do it off the record or whatever. Who cares? Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that ship sailed a long time ago for me. So I was at a, I was, a, I was at a conference of theirs and we saw the trailer to Afro Samurai and we're sitting there and, one of my colleagues says to me, wouldn't it be so cool if like the first words that came out of this trailer, because they were advertising, Hey, Samuel Jackson's got the main voice. And wouldn't it be so cool if the main, the first thing he says is motherfucker. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool. So they start the trailer and literally the first two words is motherfucker. (laughs) It was so hilarious. You can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't never judge Samuel Jackson. Jackson. So he's just one of those people. He'll do anything. Robert De Niro is the same way now. Yeah, he gave that speech Definitely. to the Golden Globes maybe like five years ago, where he just said, "I don't know, private school for kids is expensive." <laughs> like, like, who's gonna who's gonna judge him? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. The guy's who, who old. He's bored. Him? You throw him a script and like five hundred grand, he'll come be in your bad fifty cent movies. You don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I was a I I liked him in uh well everyone loves him in uh I loved him in Cape Fear. I mean, he's done so many good movies, and like you said, he's just kind of going to that point where he's just making just movies to pass time by, I guess. Yeah, a lot of – when you see actors in shitty movies like that, especially – I don't know if you remember uh, Uwe Ball making all these terrible video game movies that strangely had good actors in them. Yeah, definitely. You know, basically, what he would do would be – to, and what these people do is they get the funding for the movie. They pick the dates they're going to re- – film and then they're like okay just shoot out to every goddamn actor under the sun you want to be in this movie and the, and like jason statham will be like oh, i've got three days in august all right well there you go we'll film all your scenes in those three days just come on in here's your money <laughs> and those actors will do those movies because fuck it you know money right unless you're like and, a serious and, actor or something like that a method actor or like uh, somebody like Christian Bale who loves Metal Gear Solid and wants to wants them to make a Metal Gear Solid movie, but I don't ever think that's going to see the light of day. Let's uh, keep him away from that. I think. You think? I like Christian Bale. He's in one of my favorite B movies of all time, Equilibrium. 
That's a great movie, man. That is so great. <laughs> yeah. And it fell under the radar because of the Matrix. That's the only reason it didn't do so well. It, in, my, in my opinion, anyway. I love that movie, but you know, I, I don't hate him in as Batman. I just hate his voice, but he was Got also it. terrible in Terminator. So Yeah, that was a that was a different concept. I don't think that worked out for him. And I mean sadly out of it, three Batman movies, he's the least interesting thing in the whole three movies and he plays batman so wow man i i i have to he's good as bruce wayne i love him as bruce wayne i just his voice and obviously he's not very good at doing the fight scenes but that may be more the costume than him but and that may also be nolan can't shoot fight scenes but you 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 thought the fight scenes were horrible yeah yeah yeah, especially if you look what? in the background where like people are like throwing themselves around without getting hit and stuff, it's really bad. Yeah. And and you know what? I've never really paid attention. I'm 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 watching and I'm thinking, oh, this is so cool. Batman's kicking ass. But I, which ep- which movie is that where they're throwing themselves uh, around? Dark Knight Rises. Him and Catwoman are fighting some people. If you watch in the background, the guys like run over to him. He, he like pauses, doesn't nothing happens to him, and he falls away. You're just like, how did that make it in the movie? <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to take it's a look bad. at that. I it's never, bad. I never noticed that. Yeah. I just hold, I, I just hold I my have... superhero movies to a higher standard now. So I'm not no, just well, happy would... that Thor and and the Hulk are on the same movie screen now. They have to actually not suck. So. Right. And and were you and see, I I never, I hadn't seen, I have not seen the Avengers: Age of Ultron. I mean, I know now it's on it's on cable, so I can actually watch it now. But I haven't seen it all. But I've heard very mixed opinions of it you know, both good and bad. What, what was your take on it? That See that it, it's hard. It's hard because it's, I expect at this point, I expect perfection from these Marvel movies. Right. I should walk out of the theater and just be like, fuck. Yeah. You know, that's it. I should be, mm-hmm. I should be the happiest person in the world. Right. 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 Definitely. If it's, eh, it, it, it's then actually it, worse to me. It's worse if it's just kind of blah. Like, so the, right. the Age of Ultron being like a five or a six out of 10 to me is almost as bad as it being a one out of 10. Definitely. I'm I would agree it to with be you. A 10 out of 10. Knock it out of the park. Right. So it's it's disappointing to me. And the disappointment is almost worse than it just flat out sucking because it doesn't suck. It's not bad. It's just not fucking fantastic. Right. I actually liked Because the first one was no, great. The first yeah. one's amazing. And I actually yeah. liked Ant Man more than Age of Ultron, and that's a, a huge bone of contention on our show, <laughs> an argument. But I, I enjoyed right. Ant Man more than Age of Ultron, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> so. Wow, I'm gonna have to. I haven't seen Ant Man yet, but I'm definitely gonna watch that. And uh, and I mean, I'm a big uh, a big Paul Rudd fan, and I know I mean he's hilarious, and I know he can do just about anything, just like the way Robert Downey Jr. is doing just about everything nowadays. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. just rolling around in money right now. So yeah, pretty much. He's like, "Oh, you want me to be Iron Man? Okay, I can do that. You want me to be cocky, arrogant? Oh, I he can, can do, do that, that easy. for another yeah. fifteen years. He doesn't even all. Yes, he he's not even in the suit. Right. It's a stuntman or a CG suit. Like he lays down in a dark room and they film his face like reacting to things. They overlay like the electronic thing on the screen. Wow. He doesn't. He's never in that suit. Maybe like once yeah. or twice if they have to shoot something, but. Even like ten years from now, if they needed him to do it, he could still do it. Yeah. yeah. So, judging by our conversation here, you're a huge movie buff. Yes. What? Um, and as am I. If you had to, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I mean, I'm only going with I'm this. I'm quick just on because, my feet. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I believe it. I can tell. 
top five favorite directors. And if you had, if you could name two movies from each of those movie of uh, those directors, who would they be? Oh God. Okay. Um, favorite directors. Um, it's sad to say George Lucas because he's not a good director, but going by my own rules, <clears throat> Howard the duck, right? Well, That's going by my is. own rules, he made good movies and two of them are, two of my favorite movies of all time, including the empire strikes back, which I consider the greatest movie ever recorded. So got to have George Lucas on there. Love Tarantino. Um, right. Probably say Pulp Fiction, obviously. Um, and Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay. Though I prefer Kill Bill volume one to two as a, I'd consider him as a whole too. I actually love all his movies, including death proof. So might be a little yeah. biased. Um, I would also say obviously John Carpenter, now that one gets really hard to pick your favorite John Carpenter movie. Oh yeah, That's he's got tough. too many. Every time I yeah. think I've got the two that I want, then I'm like, oh, I forgot. Well, you could say three. Let's just say well, three. I mean, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, and They Live right there. I mean, I even love yeah. vampires, and that's not that good. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of vampires. I would probably say David Fincher. Yes. Uh, you know, Seven and Fight Club, obviously just absolutely fucking classics. Plus Zodiac's really good. Zodiac was really good, yes. A- Alien 3 is not good, but it's not his fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that, you know, and, and what's on screen looks good. I mean, it's not, there's nothing wrong with the direction of that movie. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with everything else in the movie. Um, yeah. How many is that, four? That's four, yeah. You said Fincher, Tarantino, George Lucas and Carpenter. All right, so my fourth, my fifth one would be is it's tough. I have to, actually two I would probably pick that are like dark horse. Um, one is Ryui Kitamura, who's a Japanese filmmaker who's made some freaking awesome movies like Versus. You've never seen that. He did Godzilla: Final Wars and uh, Zumi. Okay, awesome. I've heard of them. Awesome yeah. action karate movies. Um, they brought him to America and he made a bunch of shitty movies. So. Doesn't always work jumping across the pond, but man, if, if you get a chance, it, I'm sure the internet could provide for you the way to see oh, versus definitely. or a zoomy. I, I can't recommend them enough. And then, uh, and my other director is, uh, let me get the correct pronunciation here and make sure I'm saying the right person. I don't want to, I don't want to give a shout out to the wrong person. Well, James Cameron, obviously too, man. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, uh, I was going to say someone else, but now I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, fuck. It, it could change from day to day for me. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's and tough to just pick, but these are like people that if I see their name on a movie, I'm going to look at it regardless of what yeah. the, regardless of what the um, theory is. Like I'll go see any sci-fi or comic book movie, but if James right. Cameron wants to make a love movie about people on a boat, I'm going to take a look at it where I never would have, if it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't James Cameron making a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, you know, my whole my whole opinion of Titanic when I was 15 is a lot different now that I'm in my 30s because it's actually a, a pretty good movie. I will say that. Yeah. So Cameron, obviously, I mean, geez, I mean, we could talk for hours about all these movies. Terminator, Terminator 2, True Lies, Aliens, which is probably one of my non favorite non Star Wars movies ever. Um, right. You know, no doubt. And- what he did with the first Terminator on such a low budget is awesome. The guy's pretty much God. Let's be honest here. <laughs> you can't have that kind of amazing output and not just be just 
a once in a right. generation type of talent. Then. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like like you. I'm not a big fan of the Avatar movies. Um, they, they, it was do... good. It was a good movie going experience. Yeah. And I bought the super edition Blu-ray and the special features are super interesting, but I think I've watched half of the movie once outside of that. It's not that great, <laughs> but when you're trying to force like expensive technology in on America, like watching 3d movies, you can't have a really deep thing to like say, okay, watch this really hard to understand like R rated action movie. Now it kind of has to be dumbed down. So Joe six pack and, could go to the movie theater and understand why he should have these expensive glasses. So. <laughs> but I, yeah. I was going to say Neil Marshall, who I, you probably don't know by name, but he's a, like a B action movie director. I've loved just about everything he's done. He did dog soldiers, the descent mm. uh, doomsday and a bunch of episodes of game of Thrones. Whenever there's a big uh, episode of game of Thrones with fighting and action in it, he's the guy they call in to do it cheap and look awesome. Nice. So okay. The Battle of Blackwater episode. He did the um, when they battle at the wall. The last season. Um, it's awesome. And again, those three movies too: the, the Descent, Doomsday, and Dog Soldiers. Other things the internet could provide for you. I'm nice. not going to okay. tell well, you to. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're writing yeah, down. You I might got have you. to visit your friend T. <laughs> T. Orant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see what that has to offer. But those are, you know, those are two darkers. But yeah, man, Cameron has to be on that list. I can't believe I almost forgot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check out this uh, Neil Marshall guy you're talking about. Um, it, 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 and for me, when people ask me, and uh, one of my good friends is big into movies, and when we talk about when we talk about directors, it can change from from week to week or day of day, day by day. But I'm always gonna say you know, John Carpenter and Fincher. Cause I love both their, I love both their styles and what they bring. But as far as like, um, sometimes I can go Danny Boyle. Sometimes I can go, I maybe I'll even go George Lucas just because just to be funny. And I talk, I'll talk about how I love Howard the duck and people think I'm nuts for saying that, but <laughs> it, it, it can always change for me. And Martin Scorsese is another one. Um, I mean, it can, it can just jump around from time to time, but you know, I, I kind of got that feeling with you just talking about movies that you, you had a lot of different types of uh, genres or different directors you would appreciate and what they do. Yeah, I don't I mean, there's I like just about everything except comedy. So really, you're not a comedy no, guy. No, I hate comedy, actually. Wow. <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> of comedy movies in any way, shape or form. It's just because I have a different sense of humor than people. So I don't like talking about comedy to people like you're at work and you're like pleb co-workers just like oh did you see the movie ted <laughs> and just starts talking about something and i'm just like no i don't i don't like that Ugh. yeah i could see where that could come off like it could be kind of strange and, and weird at times i guess yeah, so it's yeah. just easier for me to say i don't like comedy than for me to try to explain i prefer to watch like a guy in two plastic robot puppets make fun of a 40 year old movie then <laughs> you know i don't want to watch Step Brothers right but i get it it's just easier that way so are so you being a big uh uh m i always get the abbreviation i know mystery science fiction or mystery MST science 3K. theater 2000 yeah there you go mst3k yes were you did you ever see do you ever watch like riff tracks or anything like that no i actually don't like riff tracks 
Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, it just seems really forced. I I don't know. I I just prefer. I, I was always more of a Joel fan than a Mike fan gotcha. for Mystery Science Theater. So uh, it's all right, I guess. It's just I I just can't get into it. Yeah, I I prefer okay. them to watch like shitty old movies than like newer movies and some of the picks seem really forced like i don't want to watch them make fun of starship troopers i fucking love that movie yeah yeah starship troopers is a classic man i get where you're coming from man i mean it had blur in there man. blur song number two great, great neil patrick right harris and yeah denise richards denise, uh, denise richards I mean, at the height of being like a terrible actress who is also yeah. makingly hot like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed um, well, you know, being a being a Star Wars fan, obviously they do tons of parodies. Um, one of the things that I saw, and a friend of mine brought it to me one time, actually when I was working at GameStop, he said, hey, have you ever seen this thing called the Vader Sessions? I go, what are you talking about? Well, it's this. Well, what they did was they dubbed James Earl Jones' voice from all his other movies, and they put it in in Star <laughs> Wars movies. And, 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 and to, it was hilarious just because, I mean, I've never seen... <laughs> Aside from, and this is going to sound kind of biased or it's going to maybe show my age, but aside from Star Wars and The Lion King and Coming to America, I've never seen James Earl Jones in anything else. And I know he's a great actor, but they took lines from all these other movies and they put them in and it was just hilarious. And I mean, I know you're not a big fan of comedy. I'm just going to say, I throw it out there. It's hilarious. If you ever have time, it's entertaining. I'll have to check it out. I'll add it to the list. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that, you know, that being said, I mean, I, I enjoy a good laugh, but I do appreciate movies that kind of have the suspense or how the director puts little tidbits of, of certain things and kind of teasers in there. Like for years, man, I had no idea, you know, and I had the special edition of Fight Club on DVD, you know, back in 2001 or whatever. And the bits of him like flashy Tyler Durden flashing on screen. I had never noticed that until one of my friends pointed it out to me. I was like, holy smokes, there! I, I, how did I not even pay attention to it? That's a fantastic DVD, by the way. <laughs> I had that Yes, as well. it is. I, I upgraded yeah. to Blu-ray finally, and it has most, if not all, the same special features on it finally. but uh. yeah, um, yeah, I love that movie. Fight Club is just amazing. And for years, I thought it was just about fighting because it, I was still kind of I was just out of high school when it came out. And um, a friend of mine was like, hey, you need to watch Fight Club. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, they no. didn't do like, a very like, good run. job of advertising it because I'll be quite honest. They, I didn't see it in the movie theater. Right. Neither did I. Think I, I may not I mean, have seen it until it was on cable or something because I was like, why well, I don't why do I want to watch a movie about people fighting stupid? Right, 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 right. But I mean, I'm not, and coming from a place that somebody loves karate movies and stuff, I, I want to watch stuff where it's sell. I'd rather watch Rumble in the Bronx thirty five times than watch something where it tells me fighting is <laughs> bad. Movie. You know? Yeah. So I didn't understand what the movie was about, and if I don't understand what the movie's about, you can only imagine what someone like my mom or my sister, who's you know just regular person that isn't a huge nerd, thinks about. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And 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 that's the thing, right? You 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 see a movie, and you're like, oh my god, this movie's so amazing. Let me show you this, I'll show you that. No, 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 I don't want to watch that. That looks stupid. No, 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 no. It's actually really good if you if you watch it and just pay attention. And then the whole total when he, I mean, oh, just great, dude. And and that was just like the beginning of me enjoying Fincher movies. But you know, ah, oh, great stuff, man. Great stuff. So I mean, uh, going going with that, uh, are you a uh, are you a big fan of some of the newer stuff that he's done or? Yeah. Uh, I thought Gone Girl was really good. Yes. You know, the first time I watched it, I thought it was 
I mean, it scared the crap out of me, right? Because, you know, she's freaking nuts. But then I find myself when it's on TV, I'm like, oh, let me watch this. It's such a good movie. Yeah, my wife and I watched it uh, one last year on New Year's Eve. I was, we, we usually ship the kids somewhere so we can actually spend more than 45 minutes alone. And uh, <laughs> that was our thing to watch. And we were just dying because I was like, you know, you don't have to, we didn't have to worry about each other pulling this on each other because we're both way too lazy to put that kind of effort into anything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was really good. Um, girl, girl with the dragon tattoo was really good. I never as well. saw that one. I, I watched the foreign language ones. And I like those. Mm, yeah. It's like, ah, I don't know why I never watched that. I don't know, maybe I'll have to check that one out. I guess subject matter wasn't that great to me. So, yeah. I'll I mean, it, it, it was, yeah, you know, and that's the thing that I noticed about it, man, was that it starts off really slow, but then it gets really, really good. Just like some of his movies, you kind of have to really, I mean, at the beginning, it'll, it'll start slow, but then it grabs you right away. And then, you know, and I know a lot of people, I'm going to say this, but I know a lot of people probably don't like it, but I was a big fan of The Social Network. I thought it was great. I just, I hate uh, Jesse Eisenberg, so. Yeah. <laughs> he was a, He's a bit annoying, you know, in some of his other movies. I, mean, I thought it was all right, you know. So, anyway. um, So, uh, real quick, I guess, you know, let, just to dive in and talk about sports, you're a big Patriots fan, I'm guessing. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, that was a that was a tough game the other day. You know what though? I was sad, but I also felt I didn't feel as upset as I normally. It wasn't a soul crushing loss by any stretch of the imagination. It sucked, but when I see people flipping the fuck out on social media about it and they're quote right. unquote Patriots fans, they need to relax. We literally yeah. just won the Super Bowl within this calendar year. I've seen him win four times in my lifetime. And as somebody that was a, that I've been a fan for a long time, I used to go to see him with my dad every year and there was less than 5,000 people in the stadium. The toilets wow. didn't work. It was like going to see him in a dumpster. Let me tell you, they used to call my Jeez. dad and ask him, like beg him to buy season tickets every year. And he was like, no, 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 they're terrible. I'm not going to buy season tickets. Now there's a you know 18 year waiting list to get the season tickets. Right. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, the first sporting event I ever watched was the Patriots and the Bears in the Super Bowl. And my really? sister and I spent all day drawing little pictures and banners and hanging them up all over the house. Go Patriots, let's go. And they got fucking destroyed. Yeah. They weren't in the game after the first drive of the game. But ever since then, that was always my team. So, you know, I've I've been with them through some lean years, you know, Going one and fifteen, going six and ten, mm -hmm. going two and fourteen. Rocket Ishmael would rather play in Canada than play for us. You know, they're going to move the team wow. to St. Louis. They're going to move the team to Hartford. They're going to you know, so right. I've been through all that. So Drew Drew Bledsoe, Scott Zolak, this Scott person, Zolak, that Tommy person. Morrison, uh, or Tom, <laughs> Tommy Hodson. Sorry, Tommy Morrison is boxing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> oh, Tommy Hodson. Yeah. Hugh Millen. Uh, Awful. Leonard Russell, all these awful players from back in the day. <laughs> Sam Gash. There yeah. Let, uh, <laughs> ben Coates. That was a big... Ben Coates yeah. was good one, yeah. But, uh, you know, and when they're... It's so, so it feels like almost being selfish to say, well, they don't win the Super Bowl every single year. I'm going to throw a crazy fit about it. Right. Now, you know, two or three years from now, maybe I'll be a lot more upset about something like what happened Sunday. But for right now, it's fine. Whatevs. Yeah. It's time for hockey and basketball. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they they've they've won four Super Bowls, and 
that's kind of like being, you know, the thing with me, I mean, I, being in Texas, um, everyone's always either, you're either a Cowboys fan or a Texans fan. I do not like either one of those teams. And when it comes to football, I'm actually a Packers fan, which is, I know people think it's weird, but it I always depends on how you got there. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so I, I was a late bloomer to football. I mean, the first Super Bowl I saw was when Buffalo lost to Washington. And then I, I liked it because like they were throwing up, putting up all these points and doing this and that. So I, one day I'm watching football on a Sunday afternoon and they're showing Green Bay and they're showing this guy who's making all these crazy plays. And I'm like, oh my, that's pretty cool. I'm up. That's my team. And that was Brett Favre. So I've been there since he first got there. And I mean, that's all that matters. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate what, what he brings and I'm not going to get upset if they win every year. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a diehard Spurs fan and, you know, we just got killed the other day. I mean, it, it happens, but they've won five titles in my, in the last 16 years or they're almost, uh, you know, Popovich and, and, and Belichick are often compared and their organizations are almost parallel to each other in terms of the way they operate. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to be upset at anything that happens with the Patriots right now. So, yeah. Right. I mean, 15 years of, of this, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Yeah. But, but going back now, to what I said earlier, if you're somebody that just came into this, you know, at the second Super Bowl, third Super Bowl, or when they were just good, but not quite getting there. You know, of course you're upset. You expect it every year. You're expecting that. So they don't understand what it would be like to live in Cleveland or something where. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where they don't Detroit, have Detroit. I don't think Detroit's ever even played in a playoff game in like years. Buffalo when was the last time Buffalo was in the playoffs. I know they're in our division, but if anybody else was going to win the Super Bowl that I would actually care about winning, like I'll still watch cause it's football, but like, I'm not going to be invested. Well, actually I'll be invested cause I don't want Peyton Manning to win, but, um, <laughs> you know, just a regular year with generic teams. I, I would want Buffalo to win even with Rex Ryan as the coach, because God, I think how those people have suffered. They lost yeah, four you know- straight Super Bowls, And then the team's been terrible for like 20 years. Yeah. Have, have, by the way, have you seen that 30 yes, for 30 yes, on have. Netflix? Yes, I love those. Man. Yeah. That was such a great documentary. And, and I remember, I remember all of us as kids were just poking fun at, at the bills losing, but then you, you think about it. I mean, they went to four Super Bowls in a row. Who does that? You know, who does that nowadays? That's unheard Nobody of. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you got, you have teams that can't even you got you got teams that like my team for example like my team the the Spurs they can't even win back to back I mean they can't even I mean they've went to the finals two years in a row but nowadays in sports you don't have teams that are the the teams that are even making the the trip and winning two years in a row or no less going back two years in a row but they don't get enough credit well, bas- now that basketball gets it. very frustrating because as a Celtics fan I'd rather them be terrible than be what they are right now. Right, because right now they're good enough to get an eighth or seventh spot in the playoffs and lose in the first round. Okay, yeah, I guess like they're not bad enough <laughs> to get a lottery pick that's going to change the fortunes of the team, and they're not good enough to win it all. So they're just kind of there. Okay, yeah, it's not. It's it's almost unexciting to watch. I, I I'm really uninvested in the Celtics the last few years just because they're not. They're on this weird hump that they can't get over. Last time that that happened, they got Garnett and Ray Allen and won a title. But I don't know if there's any of those players out there for them to get. So it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I, they've got 
really good role players or good decent players or they just they just don't have that breakout player that's going to take them to that next level great team i mean they uh, i i go I, went, I go to the games here and they came and played against us and we had a tough time with them they were playing really really hard and i mean the yeah, they're good players young. they're well coached they play yeah. hard they just they're just not good enough yeah yeah and so and you're a big hockey fan so you like the bruins i'm oh, sure yeah. no I kind of bandwagon yeah, with that because I like obviously I I like any team that's from Boston, but I didn't really get into them until I got HD TV. So that's within the last ten years. Because so. <laughs> you can actually see where the puck is going, right? Uh, and I got to right. say, out of all the, all the playoffs for all the sports, Stanley Cup playoffs are pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> they they are they I, totally that's are the only that and football are the only sports I'll watch games of that aren't my team. So well, yeah. football is, is worse because of fantasy, but yeah. Right. There's like a whole, there's a whole, a lot at stake with those games sometimes. Um, yeah. And, and I feel the, I feel the same way about hockey. And I mean, I'll admit, I jumped on the hockey bandwagon a few years ago. And uh, one of my, my, one of my close friends again, who's the big movie buff was the, was a big Blackhawks fan because he's from Chicago. So he got me into to hockey because you'd always talk about the Hawks. And so I started watching the Hawks and, and I'll agree with you, man. I mean, I I'd stayed up last year during because I mean the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are going on at the same time, and I found myself wanting to watch the NHL playoffs more or the Stanley Cup playoffs more than the NBA playoffs just because they were so more entertaining and exciting to watch. I just I just think it's in in hockey and football, especially with football being one game and that's it. There's more of a chance right. for the lower seed team or the lesser team to kind of punch up. Right. I don't know what it is. I mean, hockey is all best of seven, so I don't know why. But for some reason, it seems like there's it's more parody, which kind of sucks, but is also good. Whereas <laughs> in baseball, if you squeak into the playoffs and you blow, you're going to get blown out. The other team's going to have better pitching. You're out. You know, <laughs> right. Basketball, yeah. it doesn't matter how good your team is. You squeak in at eight. Generally, unless you're the Nuggets against the Sonics that one time, generally, you're not going to win. <laughs> The first round, right? You know, generally, the other team is like ridiculous, and you're done. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. All right, man. So we've uh kind of covered just about a lot of just about everything. We got it, boo. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think we did get it, man. Um, uh, you want to plug plug some of your you want to plug your show, oh, yeah. plug some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, it's real man. simple. We keep it real simple for the people out there. Every week, four friends. Tackle the world and nerd. Hit us up, sowizardpodcast.com. That's it. You can find us iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, just about anywhere you find podcasts, but the easiest way, sowizardpodcast.com. Got all our social media links on there. Got the podcast every week, articles, news, information, movie reviews, video game reviews. It's all there for you, sowizardpodcast.com. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I think we've already covered everything, man. And, uh, Joey, thanks for taking the time and sitting down and talking with me. Uh, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun and uh, yeah, hopefully man. not too boring for the people out there. Yeah. No, I don't think it's boring. We talked comics. We talked, we talked deep. We talked Marvel. We talked Star no, Wars. We lost we talked... everybody because we talked about sports. <laughs> yeah. Just for a minute, just for a minute, you know, Hey, we're, we're men. We, right. you know, you're, you're from the East coast. You, you love sports. I mean, I'm from Texas. So you have to love sports too. So it's, a, I can't help it. The right, testosterone's man. flowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you so much.
that hit the spot. A great, great conversation. Joey was awesome, entertaining. I had a great time talking with him. And I learned a lot about the new Star Wars movies that are coming out. They're coming out with a whole slew of them, which is really cool. So if you're a big Star Wars fan, look forward to all that other stuff. They tell you some more stories and doing that whole expanded universe thing. And my team, the San Antonio Spurs, are one of the top-seeded teams to lose to an eight-seed team, by the way. Um, I don't know why I had to bring that up, but it happened, and it was unfortunate. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. Hope you've enjoyed enjoyed what's coming. We have a whole lot more. I have a whole lot more to give you on this podcast. It's going to get even better. Got some guests lined up. So uh, before we wrap things up, I do want to mention I do have a Twitter and I do have an Instagram, and you can follow me there at Roel Santos Jr. And uh, you can just make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher Radio for this amazing podcast. Um, that's going to do it for me from here. So. For the world of Roe, I'm Roe and you're not, and we'll catch you on the flip side.